Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, welcome back to Hachzeik, our Daily Midah Mishlas Hasharim. We are up to day 47. Previously on Hachzeik, we, uh, we were talking about theft, Gzela, Gneva, the gravity of such a sin, and how subtle the sin can be. And by today, we will continue further unpacking the, the gravity and application of the sin of stealing and how we have to be a nucky and clean, clean ourselves out from it to the greatest degree possible. And we're going to wrap up, basically wrap up the focus of theft today. Uh, and by to tomorrow, we're going to um, look at the next sin that the Ramchal mentions by Nikias, which is Arias, the list of relationships. Someone that steals even a shavapruta, which is a very tiny amount of worth of property, it's as if he took the person's soul from him, he killed him. We see how severe and intense this sin is, even for a very, very small shear, for a small amount. Maritana tells us, that rain, Gishamim, is not withheld other than from the sin of theft. The Gemara over there talks a lot about what happens if, if there's not rain for a certain amount of time, different ceremonies, Kalei would do, we would dive in very hard, fast, etc., etc. So the Gemara says that what's the cause of rain being withheld? The, um, specifically because of Gizela, because of, because of thievery. And they also said in Vekar Abba, if a person has a container full of sins, which one of them comes out and accuses them first, stands up against them, in, in din, gazel, theft. Also we know, Rashi over there says, what's chamas? It's referring to thievery. The Gemara Sanhedrin also talks about that. that. That is why the mabel happened. That was the final, the straw that brought the chamas back. Uh, um, the, degree, the, the decree uh, was sealed to have the mabel because of, of the, the sin of, of stealing. Um, and now that the Ramchal is going to talk a little bit about, you know, the nuance in, in when it comes to business dealings, where the line is, um, it seems a little bit subtle. We discussed yesterday, past couple of days of like, oh, to make your, um, to try to give yourself advantages in, in business, to give your, yourself advantages of your competitors. It seemed like that was wrong, but obviously we know that's, that's a normal business practice to differentiate yourself. So the Ramchal is going to address that. Before we do that, I just want to point out, like, just taking a pause here, why is thievery such a, a major, major chisar and a major, major sin to such a degree that it's, it's the cause of the mabel, it's the cause of lack of rain? Um, I want to say, and, and we touched upon it before, the idea that it comes from the heart, it comes from the lack of imunibitachon, because really if you're stealing, what, what you're basically saying is that Hashem is not fully in control, Hashem can't provide me with what I need to live, what, what I should have, so I'm taking matters into my own hands and I'm taking that which doesn't belong to me so that I can have what I think I should have, which is the greatest, one of the greatest slaps in the face of Hashem to say, I don't believe in you. I don't believe that you're fully capable and know what's best for me and provide me with everything I need. It's almost like a Bodhisattva. It's, it's serving other gods. It's serving yourself. It's saying, Hashem, I don't fully trust you to take care of me. I'm going to take things into my own hands, which is a, a big, big slap in the face of Hashem. I think that's why Gzela specifically is, is emphasized so much here, such a grave, terrible thing. Right, okay, so now let's differentiate. Let's understand better what we mean when we say you can't 
make, make, bring advantages to your to your business, to your product in the marketplace. Say to yourself, You're telling me I shouldn't put forth effort when it comes to my business dealings. To, to persuade my potential customers regarding the quality of my merchandise. Um, that I'm that that and and what what it's worth. I, I want people to understand that. I want people to see how awesome my product is, and how they're getting a great value for it. There's a great chiluk. There's a line that the, that the, the Ramchal puts us between what's allowed and what's not allowed when it comes to this. As follows: Whatever effort you put to to present to potential customers the true emistic equality and beauty and and value, amazing, amazingness of this product that you're selling, if it's true, that's good and straight and, and proper. Excellent. But if someone, you know, puts lipstick on the pig, so to speak, to conceal the blemishes of the object, to, to conceal the deficiencies or the lack of quality therein, there, you're, it's deceitful and it's also. And this is very important when it comes to doing honest business dealings to promote and amplify the positive qualities of your product, why your product is so special that you bring to the marketplace. That's a, that's a business worse, of course. But to do things that hide potential chesteronos in order to give yourself an advantage, that's, that's, also, that's, what, that's what the Ramachal is referring to when it comes to the Isser of being dishonest and stealing from people by presenting your product or service in a certain way. And the Gemara says, I'm not even going to talk about at length the idea of midos, of measurements, when it comes to back in the day. Think about what it used, used to be. And still, you know, I'm sure in certain marketplaces today, the, the merchants would sell a lot of products, spices, grains, fruits, vegetables, and they'd use weights. They'd use a uh, scale, one of these weighing scales, to uh, to determine the cost of, of how much, you know, of this product they, they're, they're selling. So, obviously, you put on one side of the scale the counterweight to the, pr- the product, produce itself so that counterweight if that counterweight is heavier or lighter it'll obviously impact the the sale and the transaction so because i'm not even going to get into that too much it's an absolute abomination anyone that does this someone that basically plays with with the weights with the measurements when they're selling things so terrible is the is the punishment for fooling around with with midos with measurements, even more than the punishment for arias, for gilirias for illicit relationships, which sounds like a pella. Gilirias you get karis, you don't get karis for this. The punishment seems to be that much greater. So we so the the um, on the bottom of here, our scroll explains and Gemara, Gemara elaborates that no, it, it, the point it's making is that the tshuva necessary, the tshuva needed to do tshuva for fooling around in business of, of your measurements versus gilirayos, illicit relationships, the truth is much more difficult. Much, much more difficult. Is that how you're going gonna to find every single customer you ever wronged and pay them back? Okay, chasr someone's over in Isser Arias. Okay, so if they do tshuva, mechila, whatever it is, it's very difficult to do tshuva. And that's what it means that kosha anshin shel midas me anshin shel arayos. The uh, the Gemara over there in Babasar also tells us that that a, a seller, a wholesaler, should wipe his measurements, right, the weights, clean once every thirty days, and a householder once in in twelve months. All this why? 
Why are you making sure that your measurements are so clean? So that he shouldn't become, that they should not become diminished unknowingly to the seller. And thus, by keeping them clean, he'll avoid the punishment of even mistakenly cheating his customers. Beautiful. Certainly, all the more so when it comes to the issue of, of charging interest, of lending on interest, ribis, which is as severe as the lashon here of kofar belakei Yisrael chasvila, is denying being a kofar in Hashem, as the Gemara Bava refers to it. In Shmos Rabbah, they say about someone that gives my, that, that charges interest. He gives loans with usury with, with, and takes interest. Shall he live? He shall not live. Says Meaning he's not going to come back in the, in the world to come. Because in, in it, i.e. interest, and avak, the, we said before, like avak the dust of the, the sin of, of, of ribis. Dust meaning things that may not be explicitly in the Torah as something interesting, and that outright interest, like I'm giving you money now, pay me back more than what I lent you. Um, something like, here, um, I, I'm in the store, I'll buy this thing for you, oh, and then you pay me back, you pay me back with a few extra, extra round up to the nearest dollar. That's, that's, that's Rivas, even though it's not explicitly in the Torah, but that we consider Rivas too. So things like that, where it isn't crystal clear or explicit that it's Rivas, but it still is, even that is a toyvice abomination in the eyes of Hashem. So the Rukhaz, I don't need to elaborate on this at all. Shekvari Maso, Mutelis, I'll call Ish Yisrael, because the fear of, of Rivas is on every single Jew. Halabai. Just like the desire for money is great, so too falling and messing up when it comes to business and being dishonest is also great. In order for someone to be fully clean and nucky from this sin, he has to really think deeply, contemplate deeply, and be very purposeful and specific in uh, in his business dealings. And if he succeeds in becoming a real nucky in business, and, 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 and when it comes to he knows it's a very high he reached. Because many people are, are very are chasidim, very pious in many different areas of chasidus. But coming to hating betza, it's I'm referring to you know un, un, unlawful uh, business dealings, unlawful gains that you got. That it's even to be like reach great perfection in other areas, very very difficult for them to reach perfection in that area. Because the desire for money is, is so great. So far, that's what so far the friend of the Namasi, who's a friend of Yehov, said in Yehov, If there is iniquity in your hand, put it far away. Meaning, referring to Gazela, iniquity in your hand. What do you do with your hand? What sin do you do with your hands? Stealing. And let not perversion dwell in your tent, for then, you would lift your face without blemish. You would be steadfast and never fear. That's how you can guarantee you that you're Mamashana Madraker and you can lift your head up high and, and Eov, you should know with you'll know with confidence that you um, you don't deserve any punishment and you're not holding any iniquity in your hands. That's the, the grave sin of Gazela. Baruch Hashem, we've come to the end of elaborating on the gravity of Gazela and how hard we need to work and how great of Madriga it is and difficult it is to be Menaka to clean ourselves out from this. And Vaita Damara Hashem. Uh, we're going to quickly wrap up with a blurb around why the Ramchal chose to elaborate so much and pay so much attention to this sin and others. And then we're going to move in tomorrow into the Nikias when it comes to um, 
gilirais, forbidden relationships. Otherwise, we should be to be mamish, knock ourselves, clean ourselves out from any sort of sin when it comes to gazela. And as we discussed, it starts with our heart, starts with our desire. Where does our desire go? If our desire is for money, then it's going to be that much harder for us to overcome it. However, we should be zuchah to eradicate ourselves from any of these these terrible desires, these desires, not terrible, these desires that can pull us away from Hashem and towards a, a sin like like thievery, and we should keep our hands clean, completely clean from anything that even remotely resembles thievery. Halavai, we should be zuchah l'chaim, you have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shir by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily share, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.